This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, Episode 37. We still we were we won two Southern uh, Conference football championships. So in just a little dungeon weight room, I remember in the summers, um, the the weight room the bars would rust. This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, where we talk to strength and conditioning coaches about what you really need to know, but probably didn't learn in school. There's strength and conditioning, and then there's everything else. Welcome to the NSCA's Coaching Podcast. I'm Scott Caulfield. With me today, Chip Sigmund, wellness coordinator and strength and conditioning coach for Europa Sports Products right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're here right after the tail end of the Coaches Conference. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Scott, it's uh, great to be here. Excited to be here in your your hometown and uh, where you've spent the majority of your 40 years of coaching career (laughs) so it's been a long time we definitely want to talk about that uh and especially like i said 40 years incredible you're still coaching 62 years old still going at it uh talk about when you first got interested in this as a profession when Uh, you really realized that this was your calling that's a great question scott yeah it's been a long time and um I guess I got um, in college. I played uh, junior college football, Lee's McRae Junior College, up in the mountains of North Carolina. And I was only 155 pounds, you know. And and we were lifting for football on our own, you know. Back then, they didn't have anything. And so uh, um, then I went to Appalachian State as a student after I graduated from Lee's McRae, went on to Appalachian State. It was a junior college tour school. And so went on to Appalachian State and kept lifting. I could have played football at Catawba. I was asked to come there with our coach and left Lee's McRae. And I said, no, I've kind of got the weightlifting bug. And uh, got into bodybuilding, powerlifting, and competed for sometimes six years and seven. And But I knew um, – uh, I remember when I was at Appalachian State as a student, uh, one of the professors asked me, said, well, what you want to do? And I asked the class, what you want to do? I still remember this. And and I rose your hand and said, I want to be a strength conditioning coach. And I said, well, what the heck is that? You know, I had heard of Boyd Epley, uh, you know, and, and back then not many people were making money. And I was a student at Appalachian State. Little did I know one day I would be. But here's the deal. Here's what happened. When I was a student at Appalachian State, I didn't tell you this guy at the beginning when we were talking, uh, I got into bodybuilding and I won Mr. North Carolina in 1977. Okay. Well, the baseball coach, Jim Morris, when we were at, uh, he was the uh, at Appalachian State and we're still good friends to this day. Jim was very innovative, great, great guy, great, uh, great coach. And uh, he asked me, he called me up. I was an undergraduate student. He said, Chip, will you take over? Will you come over and train our baseball team all season? I said, sure, Jim. And we had it at Appalachian State before. They didn't have a strength conditioning program now, of course. They asked me. They had a little bitty universal machine, of course, (laughs) in the gymnastics room. And a room off to the side gymnastics room. And I trained the baseball team. It was circuit, did some sports-specific stuff, the things that I knew. But back then, of course, there was no such thing, of course, as the Internet. Right. right. You know, uh, uh, you know, journals, NSCA, I don't think so yeah. at that time. Yeah. And so just things off the cuff, magazines, yeah. as much as I could get. But I knew a little bit about, you know, uh, sports-specific, you know, it's yeah. just, just common sense. Yeah. Do things in your workout that make sense. Yeah. And I knew about, you know, the baseball, the rotational stuff. And, and back then, even even the core, that wasn't the term, but how important that was. And then shoulder stability. So uh, we won uh, uh, two Southern Conference baseball championships, led the, the nation in home runs. Um, and uh, so that's where it began. Yeah. And then um, I went on uh, to uh, teach uh, teach high school, coach high school football track. And then, of course, we had in Kannapolis, North Carolina, A.O. Brown High School. We had a uh, – I graduated from Appalachian State, went to A.O. Uh, uh, Brown High School to coach and teach. And there, that school system, I taught elementary physical education one year, couple okay. years, then middle school, then high school, <laughs> but went back over to coach at the high school and uh, football track and help 
for the weight training program. Uh-huh. And uh, so the University of North Carolina Strength Conditioning, I heard about that. Gosh, I don't remember how. Yeah. And I went to apply. And Mike Marks, uh, that was the – and he hired me, Jerry Palmieri, who okay. is, of course, the, everybody knows Jerry's uh, yeah. former strength conditioning coach, New York Giants, just retired. Yeah. We go way back. And so it was uh, – Mike Marks had come from Alabama – to be the uh, head uh, strength coach at, at the University of North Carolina. We were the first full-time strength conditioning coach ever at, at the University of North Carolina. Yeah. And this was a time, too, when, I mean, strength training was really kind of, I mean, cutting edge is kind of a, a under under dating it because a lot of people didn't even think it worked at all right back then oh it's just yeah well good great point because why would mike marks leave alabama right well he said i remember this uh, he said uh mike marks said well Al- bear bryant really wasn't sold on strength conditioning he thought it was a little witchcraft and voodoo involved <laughs> he, he wasn't sure about it wow. i remember scott uh and i th- i hope i'm right on the date the first NSCA conference I attended was in Atlanta, okay. and I think it was in 1982, okay. around there, yep. and uh, just amazed. I, I knew I wanted to, you know, get in this profession, yeah. and not many people were making money at it. Yep. And uh, then um, I spent a year and a half there, uh, when it got the head strength coach job at uh, Appalachian State back. I'd called Jim Morris. I said, is Appalachian State looking for a strength coach? Yep. Um, uh, Mac Brown was the head football coach there okay. at the time. That's where a lot of people don't realize that's where yeah. he started. So um, went, um, I went to interview and got the job. Whoa, you're talking about hands-on. And, yeah. you know, that was the only – I was the only guy. I later got a staff. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you go early in the morning. I went for free. Right. only thing they gave me were, was a place to stay. Okay. And that was under the field house where the referees dressed during, <laughs> uh, uh, during game days wow. and for football. And uh, the assistant AD, Rochel Laney, got me an electric heater because <laughs> I went in January and oh, it was wow. freezing up yeah. there. Yeah. And then – I. I, uh, uh, I got training table. A lot of times I would get there. The weight room was in a basement. Oh. Uh, no windows. Right. Uh, I would get there at 5 o'clock in the morning and leave at 7 o'clock at night oh. and uh, and go out to just, just to eat the cafeteria up the stairs. And uh, so a lot of times I would... Oh. Take with the stay with the athletes so long that when I went up, the training table would be closed. Oh man! And we did have a training yeah, table yeah. back then, so for where, the athletes. Uh, where so, were you guys getting? Uh, I mean, talked about going to the NSCA conference. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. But where also where were you getting your ideas for how to train these guys yeah. now too? Where was this coming from? I remember when I got the head uh, job at Appalachian State, I stole everything in the back back that no computer, so you could run off right, of your computers. Right. But I st- I went in Mike Mark's office and just ran off every literature piece of literature yeah. I can get. Yeah. The NSCA journal was out, okay. and I remember that I. You know, I've been a member since that long, since then, um, that long. And uh, so any, anywhere, even I remember, you know, there's not the internet. I remember if we we wanted to see who won the Mr. Olympia, we would either wait for the next muscle fitness magazine or call Gold's Gym. You know, somebody had the money to call, did long distance. (laughs) And just, you know, anywhere now. Great question because here, here it just reminds me when I was at Appalachian State, and I would advise all strength conditioning coaches, especially at the collegiate level, you have to to do this. When I, I was at least smart enough to know then I did a lot of stupid things, but Dr. Harold O'Brien and Dr. Michael Stone were at Appalachian State. Okay. Now they weren't really. They didn't know me, and they were kind of upset that they were in the process of hiring a strength coach. One of the first things I did was I made them an ally. I went up there and introduced myself. I need your help. 
I want as much information as I can. Uh, they gave me everything they had on linear periodization, single, double. They're one of the guys who – those two guys helped, uh, helped popularize it. Uh, they they had their book, uh, Scientific Approach to Weight Training. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they were instrumental in helping me. I made them – now, a lot of times I, I can tell you some stories about them. Uh, I, I made them mad just because of me messing up or trying some things. Hmm. But they were critical – and me making decisions, going to them, even when I know knew the answers, but I wanted to went to them just to make them feel apart. Yeah, and I think huge. that's critical. Um, when you've got an exercise science uh, uh, guy that's well known, I know I can't remember his name, but Vladimir, they call him Doctor Z at Penn State. Okay. And uh, uh, if I'm at Penn State, I'm going there every day asking him questions. Yeah. Exercise science people around the country yeah. you know uh i believe um Mike Israel, a professor at, uh, yeah. at at Temple. I'm in his office every day. Yeah. You know, I'm if I'm the strength coach there. You've got to get those people uh, making feel a part of your program as yeah. an ally to what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's critical research what they're doing. They can give. So that's what yeah. I did at Appalachian. And they were State. excited about it, right? They were. Oh. They were happy to help you oh man yeah. dr stone dr o'brien still friends this day yeah. just helped me so much i remember i remember scott uh, boone in north carolina it snows just a little bit up there yeah. and it's so cold mm-hmm. so we didn't have great facilities i ran the yeah. football team on top of the basketball gym and a balcony that cement floor oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. that's all i had yeah and um so one winter in the 80s, early 80s, mid-80s, it's very popular, the Jane Fonda aerobics, yeah. girls in their tights and whatever. Well, I got the football team two, three days a week. I cannot remember. I think it was just two. And I got them doing aerobics. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to understand that Michael Stone and O'Brien are nothing but anaerobic. Okay? <laughs> They're not Dr. Cooper. Okay? <laughs> So they called me into the office, and I can't remember which one. They said, Chip, you know your squatting bench is going to go down. I said, I know, guys, but I got to do something else. I got to try. I got to keep them active. I don't, you know, we, it's, it's, and winters are brutal and boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yes, I can't remember a bench. Our benches were not good that in any way, but the squats went down. And so that's only did that one year. Yeah. But, um, but uh, they and I, I took there. I went back to them, showed them what. Hey guys, yeah. you're right. You know, but I had yeah. to try something. And yeah. so you're gonna, you know, I messed up uh, a lot of times there. But you try new things. And and they, Dr. Stone, I num- I remember in Chicago one time he talks talked about it in a C convention about anaerobic, aerobic hurting anaerobic. Yeah, yeah. And back then in the 80s, he is right. Yeah. You have there has to be a good combination. Stay in your your uh, your uh, energy energy. Uh, uh, zones yeah, with yeah. what you're doing. Well, and I think you, uh, you know, you said you did it in the winter too. So you did it in the off season. You, yeah. you were playing around with mm-hmm. things. You were trying exactly. new things in the off season when, yeah, maybe you lose a little bit of strength yeah. and probably yeah. not going to really affect a lot because you have time to. We still we were we won two Southern uh, Conference football championships. Yeah. So and just a little dungeon weight room. I right. remember in the summers. Um, the the weight room the bars would rust. Yep. <laughs> well, so I'd go up to the hardware store, hang bags around to to suck up the moisture, yeah, yeah. and uh, WD forty on the bars. You yeah. know, so so it, it was some it was some primitive times. Yeah, and yeah. you're talking about a learning a work ethic, and and I worked with all sports. It wasn't just football. Yeah. And what other sports were training at that time at App State? We had all of them. Yeah. We wow. had golf. We had tennis. We had yeah. uh, track, cross country. Cool. Cheerleading. Yeah. We were, uh, of course. I said baseball. Jim Morris was still the baseball coach there. Uh, we were ahead of our at that little school, yeah. Division One AA. Yeah. We were ahead of our time in what we wow. were doing, Scott. That's if I look cool. back and 
it just uh, brought with some some great memories, but it taught you the value of just a work ethic and and uh, just a close relationships with players. To the, sometimes I trained them so hard and I worked them so hard that sometimes when I see the old, old players, I don't know if they're going to hit me or hug me. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, but it it was it was some good times, learning times. That's great, and and you made the jump i say the jump you went from app state to charlotte hornet to the nba for 11 12 years yes. how did how did that opportunity come up did you know you wanted to go into professional sports or when did yeah, that open great, itself great, up great great question i had been talking then for some time they came in 1989 i had been talking for them for some time and one the first time i turned it down i said no it just wasn't the compensation everything just wasn't right so i thought it was just the right time i met my wife at um at Appalachian State. She was an exercise science program. Just a tidbit, Scott, just to let you know, uh, a lady that I love so much who was the NSCA president to be, I believe, Travis Triplett. Yep, yep. Well, she was in my wife's exercise science. Oh, wow. The same oh, class, and yeah. I'm known Travis. We used to we used to have cookouts with Doctor Stone. Yeah. Doctor Stone, when you talk about talk to him about, he made some some stew, some vegetable meat, and we would all of his exercise science class. Huh. My wife and Travis and and uh, myself and my strength conditioning staff. Yeah. I had some graduate yeah. assistants then that I even got to pay a little bit. Wow, and. Um, uh, so uh, we would all, you know, meet over at Doctor Stone's, you know, and and uh, and have a, you know, a meal on Saturday night. So wow. that's how we were all so close. Yeah, yeah. Travis was. We have got somebody special, lady. That's great. And she was top of yeah, her class. Yeah. And she's uh, back teaching at App State. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I loved love Travis. It cool. was good seeing her just the other night at the yeah. RSCC convention. But anyway. Yeah, she's going to be a great president. So it's exciting. So you. They, they finally came with an offer to get you to the NBA. Uh, are you like, all right, piece of cake, I can I can train these NBA basketball players, or is this a little bit of a culture shock going into it? Like, what did I get myself into? Yeah, gr- <laughs> great question. Um, it was a little bit of both, uh, all of the above. Uh, it's, a, it's a learning curve. I realized right away, this is not college. These yeah. guys go home to their wife and children. Right. Uh, but it's um, you've got some in college that's going to work for you and some not. Yeah. It was the same way with the pros yeah. and probably same way I've taught Jerry NFL. Yeah. And uh, to where um, I remember my most intense – people ask me, what's your most intense or hardest worker, Alonzo Morning? Yeah. You know, uh, cool. uh, I don't know if you remember Kendall Gill, oh, uh, yeah. but so many. And yeah. and uh, so some great relationships there. I was eating lunch today at a restaurant. I look up on the uh, TV screen. I sat at the TV in North Carolina and the University of Virginia. We're playing basketball. Yeah. Well, Tony Bennett is the head basketball coach, yeah. University of Virginia, one yeah. of my hardest workers. Workers, still a great relationship yeah. to the end of this day. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I knew he would be a great basketball, yeah. great coach. Cool. So uh, you, the relationships there, a guy that you might know, uh, 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 Stephen Curry. Yeah, yeah. Well, his dad played for us, yeah. Dale, and right. I remember yeah. watching Stephen when he was – five years old you know he would be at all of our practices all all when he could when yeah, school was yeah. out or or especially our games and yeah. he would be there you know hitting through when he was in grade school out of signed him you know <laughs> so he would ask always ask me mr sigmund or, or chip can you uh, can you stay and rebound for me and i stayed as long as i could after practice i had to yeah. get him in the weight room but so some some great relationships yeah. uh with the coaches to this day still have lunch with some a few that we get together and, and still stay in contact with some some players so yeah. it, but good times some yeah. would work some wouldn't. You had to just know what buttons to push, yeah. what you can get out of them. Some is better than nothing. Right. Nothing. And yeah. so uh, it was a, a, gr- a great time. Yeah. And what were some of the challenges of just the, you know, playing 82 games and the schedule of yeah. the NBA? How, uh, how does that affect you as a strength and conditioning yeah. coach and your planning and your yeah. program? Yeah. The last, last seven, eight years I did travel. Yeah. First, I did not. Uh, 
it's all about periodization <laughs> is sometimes you have to throw it out the window. Yeah. And remember, I come from, you know, the linear and, and Dr. Stone, what Dr. O'Brien and writing, writing up different programs and the squat, the bench, the dead overhead and cleans. Um, you have to adjust a little bit, but recovery is the key. And uh, so you have to – I kept up with minutes. I took stats during the game, set behind the bench, but also with minutes each player played. Yeah. I looked at that closely. And so monitoring them sometimes, you know, when we – we may play that night and we're still at home. The next morning we've got practice. Yeah. If I would have started off uh, with uh, with the dynamic warm up, mm-hmm. they would have. I've got them. I would have gotten them hurt. Mm. Now dynamic warm ups. That's the thing. Now the heck with static. Here's what I did. We had two basketball courts. I laid the rubber bands down the floor we all got down and we did some band stretching we kept it moving a little bit well there was some static involved and then and i think the research now backs us up but in the in the uh, late 90s uh, this is when i was doing it and then we'd spend some time then we'd set the bands down we would walk over to the other court then we would do our dynamic stuff Mm -hmm. And that's helped a lot because I remember first got there, oh, this isn't working now. You know, they're so tight. They're so sore. And lifting's the same way. You know, I had them do, they had a variation of things they can do on the bench, a variation of the bench, variation of the squat, um, you know, the clean. But sometimes, kids, you would get get a kid from, uh, an athlete from, let's say, the Chicago Bulls, Alvar Mill, B.J. Armstrong at the time. He was very into Olympic lifting. Oh, yeah. So I had to know that, yeah. and I was up on it, tried to be up on everything. Yeah. So, yeah, BJ, he likes yeah, that. Yeah. Daggum right, you're going to do it. Yep. Yep. And so different – I would get players from the Miami Heat, Bill Ferran. Right. Uh, right. He was great, uh, good friends of this day, and he was into the weight training. Yeah. I think we've – me and Travis Triplett talked about it a little bit about – I think – and I'm glad to see it coming back. Uh, we're getting away – from how important we were, I think it's coming back how important strength is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to do it the right way, of course. Yeah. But being strong, there's nothing wrong with being strong. The bigger the engine doesn't slow down the machine. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, so it was, uh, 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 you know, uh, a challenge, but a learning, uh, a learning process. And it was a process the whole season long. And now I want to, if you want to gear up for the playoffs, that's the, you know, you can see the tense intensity go right, up. Right. So you had to monitor each player. Yeah. Is there anything specific that if someone really just, if they were like, man, I, I know I want to be an NBA strength coach. Is there any specific advice that you would give them toward make, toward reaching a goal of trying to be an MBA strength coach? Yeah. I'm going to back up a little bit if you don't mind, Absolutely. Scott. What I hate, I'll get interns in. I did at Ortho Carolina Sports Performance. I then now would, I got a, I got a uh, an intern coming in uh, this coming Tuesday. Yep. From Winthrop University. They've got a strength conditioning program. You'll get people in the exercise science program and I'll, I'll, I'll turn them away. I won't even spend time. I, uh, okay, have you worked in the weight training, the, the strength conditioning program at your university? Yeah. If they say no, you don't have a job. Right. And get, I don't care whether you're a volunteer, your pay. You get your rear end in that strength conditioning program yeah. if you're a major in exercise science. Yeah. Well, then why? My wife majored in exercise science, uh, but she wanted to go in the wellness route, and she stayed there. Uh, but please, you know, get in. I don't care. I always told my assistants at Appalachian State, work so hard that I have. To, if I'm not paying you later on, I will have to pay you. Yeah. So get in there. And then if you are thinking about, yeah, I want to be an NBA strength coach, make your focus on the basketball team. Now, I like what Joe Ken said the other day when his presentation in a CA that work with all teams. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I think that makes you better. Yeah. Some we just specific on football. We're just specific. But, okay, in, in the University of North Carolina, we train. We train with me and Jerry, the basketball team there. Uh, but we train with all teams. But if you're, hey, coach, I think this is what I want to do. I want to work with all teams, but I really want to focus 
with basketball, when you're working with basketball at the University of North Carolina or whatever, then that's going to look really good on on a resume. Then you want to intern for that NBA. I had a couple interns when I was with the Charlotte Hornets, but you want an intern with an NBA team. That's for sure. Get as close as you can uh, to that and just just study. Just study. I like what you're, I mean, what you're saying too is it's very similar to what we talk about with athletes, right? We're like, don't specialize too soon, play a lot of different mm-hmm. sports, yep. mm-hmm. coach as many sports as you can, get as much experience as you can. Then after you've got a really big foundation, you can start getting a little more specialized. Exactly. That's a great good. point. Yeah, great point, very, Scott. Very interesting. Um, and you talked a little bit before we started rolling here too about getting more involved uh, later in your career with physical therapists and working in the ortho clinic. Mm-hmm. Talk about how that helped you as a strength and conditioning. Yeah, coach. that was really a blessing, Scott, because um, at the ortho care one in Charlotte Hornets, I didn't go to New Orleans. They moved to New Orleans. Now, they got a team back in Charlotte now, but at that time in 2002, they went left and went to New Orleans. I made the decision. I could have went, but uh, with two little girls, uh, and I didn't want them to be moving around everywhere. And yeah. then later on, the Hurricane Katrina came. Yeah. They moved to Oklahoma City, then went back yeah. to New Orleans. I mean, you know, so thank God I didn't. Yeah. But uh, it was a good decision. Uh, believe me, I made some I made some bad ones before, <laughs> but that was a good one. But um, so... Uh, going to ortho, so ended up at Ortho Carolina. Our physical therapist with the Charlotte Hornets hired me. I didn't know what I was going to do, yeah. and hired me and to come to work for him. At that time, it was Miller Orthopedic Clinic, and it was called um, uh, or, uh, Carolina Sports Performance, a subdivision okay. of Miller Clinic. I don't want to get too uh, detailed with that, but um, we did the speed agility, and we had physical therapists working right beside of us. Uh, as time went on, what I did was I assisted with during the day, the athletes aren't there. I assisted with physical therapy. I've been doing this so long. They let me, but I couldn't just, I couldn't sign off on anybody. I had to have a physical therapist. They gave me the chart that day. I would work up sometime to 10 patients a day. And then the athletes came in from school, from school and we'd train them, uh, you know, two, three hours. So uh, it made me, you know, if, if, if a doctor talks now, an orthopedic surgeon, uh, I'm not lost. Yeah, yeah. I know with my athletes, and it's a good thing, Scott, too, coming up, spend time with a the physical therapist. Right. Now, when I start off my athletes off, especially throwers, Mason Rudolph, a quarterback at Oklahoma State, I train in the summer, but we start off a lot of rotator cuff work. Yeah. To strengthen, but also just get blood in that area. Get get it yeah, ready. Get yeah. the get it, the central nervous system ready to work. Yeah. Uh, I do. I did call it my orthopedic circuit yeah. with shoulders or with hips or with knees. Okay. Some single leg stuff, uh, balance reach. I call them now bowler squats. Yeah. So I think that helped me tremendous, uh, tremendously in. And um, I educate the continue education process, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it never stops. Yeah. And uh, so that was uh, that was a big what I'm doing now and working with athletes directly, uh, not as much physical therapy, but now I. I, I can call a physical therapist. Uh, me and uh, Chris Gabriel at Ortho Carolina were involved with uh, Tiffany Mitchell's uh, rehab. She played basketball at the University of South Carolina, okay. two-time SEC Player of the Year. And then with the Indiana Fever now, she had a microfracture. Well, man, she came to – they referred her to me, and then I got Chris Gabriel working with her. Man, what a great – we teamed yeah. her up, and, and their coaches just this past Friday came to visit to, uh, me and Chris and to see how she was responding yeah. uh, and they were wow she's going to be ready and and and, and uh, when it's time to go back for training camp yeah. that's cool very collaborative approach exactly you've got you know. to have don't be afraid i heard, i can't remember who who said this and it's it's so true scott and with as you grow older the wisdom creeps in because yeah. i had the biggest ego in the world when i was <laughs> younger and i and but 
use all your resources, man. Yeah. Use doc, call doctors. Let people know that I want you on my side. Yeah. Physical therapists, when I, that's not my deal. Yeah. That's not, even though I spent 10 years assisting them, still to this day. Now, people will come to me at Europa Sports with injuries. Yeah. Let me see what I can do. Within a week or two, if you're not, I'm going to refer you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's critical get to get people on your side. You don't have the answers to everything. Yeah. So let people help. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing your scope of practice is huge and then having the network to help exactly. those people out. Um, yeah, so again, we talked about this being 40 years of strength and yeah. conditioning now and talk about how, you know, a lot of this changes you've seen and kind of we talked about this golden age of strength and conditioning. Maybe give us some background and fill us in on some of the thoughts you have about that entire yeah period. it was it was a great time scott uh in the 80s i think that's you know everybody knows about boyd epley and his story and the, and coming up at starting at the university of nebraska uh you know and and of course the pay we can talk about that where in the early 80s really when people started paying strength and conditioning coaches yeah. That's when it really started, and uh, I, I was at Appalachian State two years before they went. I went full time. I went there for training camp, and uh, uh, for training for a training table and a place to stay. Yeah. But later on, that that same year, I believe they bumped me to where every coach took a little bit. Every coach, every team took a little bit out of their budget to pay okay. me. Cool. Two years later. I went full-time at uh, $21,000. I think Mike Gentry at East, East Carolina started off at 9000 yep. And you look what they're making today. That's great. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The more, the better. That's great. Yeah. That's how far the profession has come. Yeah. They realize now the importance of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, now strength conditioning coaches, Scott, are giving pet talk, pep talks before the game. Right. They're walking in the locker room, yeah. getting those players going. Yeah. If I'd have done that in the 80s, I'd have been fired. Right. You know, you know, you had to know your place. Yeah. You still spent I and at Coach Sparky Wood said uh, Chip spends more time. This is in the eighties yeah. with our players than the coaches. And right. it does. They're right. they they realize now, and that's why of course the pay is like yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, so the technology yeah. in the eighties. You know, you could wait to get the next, there's no internet, yeah. the next NSCA journal. Yeah. I remember my first article was published uh, in, in, in the journal in, gosh, 85, 86. I can't remember. I've still got that on my wall in my yeah. office today. Yeah. And uh, talk about our strength conditioning program, the hack squat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it the technology is technology just blows us away you know now we just look for the periodicals of the journal now you can get it online i get mine online right, right. You, i go to the nsca website all the time looking for information uh, trying to get in touch with people yeah. and uh, it's a great resource every time i call up the nsca you guys are so eager to help and hey it's just not blowing somebody else out. what can i help you with yeah, it's yeah. great yeah. uh so uh, and and then other websites all you go you know how yeah. I, I call it. I call it, Scott, a ruthless pursuit of knowledge. Yeah. It really has to be me being sixty-two. Yeah. Now, my phone is lay, laying over there on your desk. Right. Now I pick it up. Yeah. At at lunch, I was listening to Brad Schofield. Yeah. Okay, on hypertrophy. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure you introduced me to him, though. I ran him down. Yeah. <laughs> he like, yeah. Brad, I yeah, got to, I got to say hello because yeah. I listen to your stuff all the time. I read your stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Brad Schoenfeld, uh, you know, listen to him. You can anything. Mike Israel. Yeah. Mike, I like Mike because yeah, he's at Temple because he studied at ETSU under okay. East Tennessee State under Doctor Stone. Dr. Stone yeah. You know, so listen to these people. Now you may not agree, but if and you may not know, but if somebody says something, hey, wait a minute, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Let me go back and read. I know you're just not in the dark about right, things. Right. So you're listening to things all the time. Back in the 80s, I had my first strength condition. We had our strength conditioning coach at University of North Carolina, 1982. We sent out flyers. Yeah. Yeah. When I had my first strength conditioning uh, clinic 
at Appalachian State. I had Mike Gentry in. Uh, gosh, I can't remember all, uh, who all I had. We sent out just flyers, mailers. I had to mail them, yeah. I had to mail yeah. them. And you didn't know who was coming until, until they the showed up. Showed or, yeah. I, did, I do remember this, yes, or you got that information back in the mail. Yeah. Their pre-registration. Right, right. right. You know. Yeah. And it was just, it was incredible yeah. that, uh, that, that we did what we did with the limited resources that we had. Right. But, um, it's all a, it's a it's a process yeah. it, it all is yeah. probably every profession i guess is like that but sure. but uh yeah uh uh and then but but just the information at a touch of a button yeah. in the mornings yeah. in the mornings i'm fixing breakfast yeah. what can i listen to i'm listening yeah. to something motivational either yeah. spiritual yeah. nutrition uh two years ago i've got my certification in uh, uh sports nutrition yeah. through the isscn okay. uh, most people it takes six months to study for that they suggest it took me two years <laughs> but uh but that's a thirst of knowledge you yeah. you never keep uh, uh it, it's it's always yeah. it, it learning and uh familiarizing yourself with different philosophy principles yeah, yeah. and so uh but the, that that that's the at a touch of a button yeah. you've got information at your fingertips yeah. what else are you you talked a little bit about uh, like the interns getting some experience what other traits or values are you looking for in people that you hire or you know potential new interns or yeah. your assistants that you've had yeah i, I like ron mckeefrey's book the ceo yeah, strength coach great book. i have all my interns when he came in i've got yeah. a, a guy coming uh this coming tuesday yeah. from winthrop university as i mentioned before he's coming it was this was in this was in december before christmas he had to order that book and read it yeah because i think it shows the hard work that it takes like yeah. we've talked about yeah. here it's a tremendous, you know, it's, you know, Scott, it's yeah. just day in and day out what you do. And so that, that to me, he's going to be, first thing he's going to do in the mornings, he's going to clean the weight room. Yeah. And I still do it today. I take right. pride in how the weight room looks. We've got almost a 3,000 square foot weight room. Yeah. Uh, Joe Ken sends me the strength coach of the Panthers. He sends me players at certain times for certain reasons. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'll bring them here or maybe sometimes at all off-site because of certain situations but i'll bring him to europa yeah. we have that type of facility we can train anybody and train basketball players and whatever sport yeah. and uh so uh, uh keeping that weight room um uh, you know spotless yeah. uh having pride in it first thing yeah. and then the second thing it's an ongoing i want to spend with my with my intern he's going to be working about four or five hours for me a day one of those hours he'll sit down and it'll just be for research It'll just be for reading. Okay, rotator cuff. Okay, energy systems. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, period, what type of periodization? Let's look uh, uh, undulated. You know, all kinds, linear. Yeah. And so uh, it's going to be research. He's going to know. By the time. I've got to prepare him, Scott, for his job. That he's going to have his next job. Yeah. I've got to preparing for it. We'll even talk, Scott. Believe, believe it or not, I'll talk about finances. Yeah. What you going to do with huge. that first check? Yeah. You know, just go out and just hey, or okay, you spend, uh, uh, you save a hundred dollars a month, put in a good growth stock mutual fund between the twenties and sixty-five. I think yeah. Dave Ramsey talks about okay, you'll have about one million one hundred seventy-six thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> when you're sixty. Yeah. Depends on earlier, you know. Right. What? But how are you going to save? What are you going to do with that money? Yeah. So we'll talk about that, yeah. and uh, and that's critical because it uh, it is about the money. Yeah. You've got to be able to support a family. How are you going to do that? Yeah. That's so right. all, all from I'll go from eight, and I think that's why uh, uh, people like to send uh, universities like to send people to me because I try to go the whole gamut. Yeah, it is strength conditioning. It is uh, you know from, from nutrition because yeah. nutrition based company. I'm, I'm a sports uh, nutritionist uh, certified, but it's also you know going out preparing you for what you have to do when you're at the next level yeah absolutely no it's great that you mentioned the finance too it's been a hot topic uh in our 
college coaches sig too and yes. we're, we're starting yep. to try and look at how maybe we could get some uh a speaker or two on that at a at a big conference yeah. now you know just to start getting that information out yeah but that's, that's an excellent idea because the the, the profession let's let's be realistic it's great profession for how satisfying work with yeah. players work with individuals make them great leaders yeah. but it is volatile right it is you know uh, you're you're doing everything you can to get better, but they're always probably going to be that next job. Where are you going to be? Yeah. Um, well, there's a good one to lead into. You're you've been coaching for 40 years. How much longer are you going to keep going here? <laughs> I don't know, Scott. Until the Lord calls me home. I have a great passion for it. Yeah, absolutely. I do. My my knowledge. I, I'm. You know, I, I try to prepare myself for what the good Lord has prepared for me next. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I want to be doing this. Uh, today, um, I trained uh, a defensive end for Clemson University yeah. uh, at 6 o'clock this morning. He trained legs with me. Yeah. You know, and I said, now, now Logan, Logan uh, Rudolph, I said, now uh, – you're training for this for the 62 year old man and we did the same thing we did our it wasn't time to squat he can't reach back because of his injury shoulder injury his labrum but what we did the goblet squats he could do that i was going to hey you got a choice safety bar squats or a goblet squat yeah. and i'm a big fan of the goblet squats i thought my goodness but i still train hard yeah and yeah. Uh, we did gosh we did a high volume work because we did uh he did wednesday we did uh, some uh some strength fives yeah. Yeah. so it was high volume work today yeah. and uh then i I trained two athletes, uh, a high school football player, basketball player, and soccer player, uh, a girl, lady soccer player at 10. Yeah. And then I went over and trained the South Mech high school basketball team Cool. at uh, 1130, went to eat, and, and now I'm here. So the passion's still there. The learning's still there. Yeah. So I'm really comfortable with what I'm doing now, yeah. and I could do it. I at least want to do it until I've got, I've been blessed with really good health. Yeah. Uh, being 62, uh, yeah. you know, I don't brag about it because it can change any time, yeah. but I take care of myself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you've got your health, you have got everything. Yeah. But um, I'd like to do it at least till I'm 70. Yeah. Mike Strock, uh, a high school oh, yeah. strength conditioning yeah, yeah. coach, is doing it. And he's 72. Wow. Yeah, you I know, saw that, him last year. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get it. But so, so, you know, and I've got two little girls that, and I, I've got to talk about this just so I don't want to bore our audience. Mm -hmm. But I've got a, a two girls, uh, one at Liberty University, 18, okay. a freshman. She, the strength coach uh, uh, at Liberty, uh, Bill Gillespie, yeah. a great man. She's going to start filming the inside the weight room for him, for his recruits, and they're testing and everything. Cool. And uh, and then I've got a, uh, that Sydney, Sydney segment, and then Claire, uh, she's got an Instagram. Uh, she, I'm so proud of proud of both of them. But she uh, is 20 years old, be 21 soon. But she's she squats. She's going to come home and visit soon, and we're going to have a. She got, does 225 for five, believe it or not, nice. squat. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have a squat. Got last week I did 225 for seven. Okay. Okay. So we're going to kind of, she's coming, for you she's coming. Uh -oh. she, and she said that in her Instagram, she posts things on, you see, that's the that's modern great. technology. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she did hip thrusters, yeah. uh, 405 for three. Wow. And, uh, so she's turned me on to, yeah, she turned yeah. me on to the hip thruster yeah, yeah. and, and the exercise. Yeah. And so with, I do that with my athletes. So, yeah. so anyway, I don't know, Scott, yeah. I'm going to take it one day at a time. Could I, do I have, uh, have one more standing coaching yeah. maybe, yeah. uh, to help is to help athletes uh, in this world we live in today. Yeah. I think hard work, it's it's a great, Ron uh, McKeefrey talks about this, the weight room is the training room of life. Yeah. You know, when you, uh, Jeff Connor, yeah. he was uh, voted, we were there in Nashville, yeah. Yeah. coach of the year. Yeah. Okay, he had, they had a terrible season, Right. their football right. team. Yeah. I guarantee you, Jeff did a better job this past year than any job he's done right because getting those players yeah. motivated every day yeah. and that's what life sometimes yes it is about winning boy nobody likes it but let me tell you something 
Life is also losing. Right. How about you right. lose a job and you've yeah. got a family? Yeah. How about, you know, how are you going to provide? Yeah. And it's tough, and there has to be courage along the way. I used to think, well, is that football and character? And, you know, is that? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It teaches you when it gets tough, when you've lost on a Saturday and you've got class on Monday and they got to go to that yeah. practice on Monday. Yeah. Tuesday and work. Yeah. There's always the next game, right? And right. you in life, I think you have to prepare for yeah. that also. Yeah. So whatever, you know, uh, I've still got the energy. Thank God. Yeah. I think uh, one of my favorite books is the Energy Bus by John Gordon. Yeah. Bring the energy yeah. when when you lose your energy. Yeah. So I've still got the passion. I've still got the energy. Joe right. Ken talked about that yeah. the other day. And uh, if you'll bring that and show people you care, people don't care how much you know till you know how much they Love care. That one, yeah. And and you're. Um, I'm sure it's no coincidence, and we talked a little bit about uh, training older folks too. Yeah. You're still you train. You talked about training this morning. Yeah. You're still training hard yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, how important is that for a strength coach that spends all day in the weight room to take care of themselves and increase their longevity through yeah. the training? Scott, a great question. You know, we're not paid to work out. Right. There's a balance. You know, I, I, the, the, my intern that I hired, he asked me, he said, can I work out with my guys? I said, no. He's not at that time. Now, maybe yeah. I, you know, right. I've maybe earned that right, but yeah. still, because you can't coach every rep right. when you do that. Yeah. You can't look at those knees. You can't look yeah. at that bench press. Are you driving also the feet through the floor? Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I could go on and on Absolutely. and on. But, but uh, so... I think it is. I get mine done early in the morning, yep. 45 minutes to an hour. I like Saturday mornings. I, 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 I'm not there where we're open, not open for business at Europa. So it's just me and my workout partner, Rick Parker, who is the principal of East Mecklenburg High School. Okay. He was my assistant. I'm mentioning this because he was my assistant at Appalachian State. Oh, wow. In 85, 86, yeah. we still get together every Saturday morning for legs. Logan was in town today, so he joined us. Rick couldn't come today. Very cool. But he, it, so it, it then, with, then it's breakfast. Then it's a big breakfast yeah. and we talk. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to Saturdays. Yeah. But uh, yes, it is important to, uh, Joe Ken talked about, I keep mentioning him because uh, he did a great job the other day about he loves to lift. Yeah. I think it's important. It is. They see you in some Sometimes maybe they see you squat. Right. They see you bench press. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can't do, I can't do any overhead stuff. I've got a, a torn uh, a rotator cuff, uh, but I can do everything except overhead press. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think it is important to look look the part. Absolutely. And and know that you know, I know how the weight feels. Yeah. I've yeah. been there. Right. So you can relate. Right. A lot of strength coaches, you know, they, you know, I don't really, you know, but I'm gonna. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. But I, I think it's important to stay in shape, to look the part. Yeah. They should look. It's like a nutritionist. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to overweight nutritionist. Right. Right. Well, you want to, you want to yeah. just like you look yeah. like so many strength coaches saw the other day. Yeah. They look, they look the part. Yeah. I think it's, that's, that's important. You have to pick your times. Right. In the weight room, when to lift. Yep. I agree. 100%. Uh, I've got a few of my kind of fun go-to questions that people uh on the show get used to and i've forewarned you about yeah uh, mm -hmm. if you could have dinner or conversation with a living dead or fictional character who would it be yeah i've been thinking about that. that's whoa that's a tough one mm -hmm. i think the first one would be the apostle paul okay and uh, from the from from uh, the bible uh the the uh just what they went through at that time. If you read, it had to be real. They don't do anything what they, like they did and sacrifice so much for a lie. Mm -hmm. If it's not the truth, then why did they do what they did? Yeah. If it's all made up, then are you crazy? Are you dying for that? Yeah. And, and and I look at my life, and I see the crazy and the stupid things I did. God forgive me. Well, the Apostle Paul had Christians killed. And then look what happened to him, and his life was transformed. No matter what you've done in the past, 
your life can be transformed, whatever you believe, why you, I think it's important to know what you believe, why you believe what you believe. Absolutely. That's a great point. In principle, strength conditioning, it's, I've said philosophy before and I use that term loosely. It's really principles. Yeah. What do you really believe? Right. Right. You know, and I may, you know, if you squat low bar, getting away from the low bar, high, high bar squat, right. don't make a difference. Right. Whatever you do, do it right. Right. Whatever you believe in, do it right. Yeah. And so I think I would, I would, I would sit down with him and say, okay, Paul, <laughs> you know, tell me about all that you did and, and, uh, and saw. Yeah. But anyway, that would be the possible. Good. um, How about if you could eliminate any coaching practice, what would you get rid of that people wouldn't be able to even do or know about? There's a lot too much of cheerleading going on and not coaching. Yeah. Now, I think those are great times then you have to do that and getting players motivated. Great. But I'd like to walk around my weight room and not say a word. And and people say, wow, your guys get after it. You know, there's times. Of course there is. But I don't have to be, am I a cheerleader or a coach or teacher? No, I don't. Listen, if somebody does that, then that's, you know, that's what they've been called to do. But, you know, you know, I can't, um, I want to be when they're sitting, when they finish college. And I know out, you know, you get schools, big schools that, man, they they want to play in the NFL. But let's say a kid doesn't. He's been yelled out for daggum four years. He gets an office job at a bank. There's nobody there to yell at him. Right. There's got to be some intestinal intestinal fortitude. Yeah. How can I respond when there's nobody around? Am I going to be yelled at? No. Right. So that is. That is, I don't know if I really answered your question, but I'd like to see, okay, there's a time and a place for that. You know, like players it. doing jumping jacks on the sideline and getting, well, that that's great. How are and you doing that beginning of the fourth quarter? How about the end of the game? Yeah. Are you doing that when you're getting beat forty to nothing? Right. Right. I like. That. So yeah. yeah. yeah so that good. that I don't know if that's fair, and I don't yeah. know if, but that is something that um, that back in the eighties, yeah. uh, you know, I got after them. Yep. But there was a time and a place. It yeah. was they didn't hear my voice all day long. Yeah, that's a great one. That's really good. How about if you were same 40 years into a career that wasn't strength and conditioning coaching, what do you think it would be if it was a different path? Everybody, everybody asked me, uh, they said, were you in the military? (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't. It would have been the military. Yeah. It would have been the military. Yeah. People ask me that all the time. Yeah. Uh, or I look like uh, uh, the WWE uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> and uh, that's a compliment. Uh, yeah. uh, so yeah. I think it would be the military because it's so close to strength conditioning. Absolutely. Yeah. The discipline you have to have in life to yeah. succeed. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's critical. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's all about structure. Yeah. It's all about uh, the little, the details of life. Yeah. Well, that's strength and conditioning. It's yeah. every, but strength and conditioning, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, so you know, you're getting up early. Yeah. You're staying late. Yeah. It's all about others' sacrifice. Yeah. When well, yeah. you think about the military, yeah. holy, there's no better sacrifice. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great one. How about uh, if people listen to this and want to follow up with you pick your brain a little bit more are you on social media how what's the best way to reach out to you uh, the, the the social media that I do I'm going to expand a little bit getting ready to but uh, I have a website okay. uh, chipsigmund.com or Sigmund Sports Performance cool. uh, they can get in touch with me that way at my Facebook I'm on Facebook okay. uh, just Chip Sigmund of course um, email uh, chipsigmund at europasports.com e-u-r-o-p-a sports.com and uh, just you know uh, Google whatever nowadays you can can, it's it's kind of easy but I would say my website my information is is on that great we'll put that all in the show notes so they can find you easily thank you thanks for being on the show Scott it's been been a pleasure I'm really flattered that you would ask I didn't tell you that flattered you'd ask Uh, my passion my love for the NCA because I've been a member holy Cow. Yeah. 
for so long, and yeah. it's just uh, I, I cannot thank you enough uh, for having me. It's it's as you can tell, I could I could talk about this all day because right. it means so much. The people of the past, yeah. people who got me here, Boyd right. Epley shaking his hand, yeah. you, the work that you're doing, uh, great work, great reputation that you have. Uh, the NSCA means so much to me. If you've ever got ambassador ambassador for the NSCA, yeah. uh, me and Jerry Paul Mayer were talking last night. His plane was uh, was canceled. Gosh, Jerry had to stay another night with me, <laughs> and uh, but we talked and yeah. we talked, yeah. and we, my wife got tired of uh, <laughs> you know Michelle and the love of my life, and yeah. uh, uh, talked and talked yeah. about the, the how far it's come right. and, and what's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some good things, but and there's some bad. But you know what? Yeah. That's in every profession. Absolutely, every profession. Absolutely. Thanks, God. Thank you. Appreciate it. This was the NSCA's coaching podcast. The National Strength and Conditioning Association was founded in 1978 by strength and conditioning coaches to share information, resources, and help advance the profession. Serving coaches for over 40 years, the NSCA is the trusted source for strength and conditioning professionals. Be sure to join us next time.